This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We made it. We made it to the weekend. I'm Daniel Sallerson filling in for Sean Kelly, who is in Houston, Texas, getting ready for Saints and Texans preseason game number two, which is tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Central at NRG Stadium. Hope this Friday finds you well. We got a lot to talk about today as we get ready uh, for the preseason game tomorrow in Houston. Also, some NBA news to announce today. It's official. The All-Star Game, 2017 NBA All-Star Game, is heading back to the Big Easy. It was announced today, uh, replacing Charlotte as the venue this season. It will be the third time since 08 that the city will host the All-Star Game. It hosted it back in 08 and also 2014. So very exciting to have the Big Easy hosting such a big event. And it will be February 19th. All-Star Saturday night will be on the 18th. And, of course, the Rising Stars Challenge and everything else will be on the 17th, but it'll be a whole week of festivities as the Pelicans will be on the road that weekend. You can kind of tell on the schedule that you might have seen something coming because the Pelicans don't have a lot of home games in February, including that week before All-Star and also because of Mardi Gras, they're out of town as well. So it is the first weekend of Mardi Gras, so it's going to be one big party in the Big Easy that weekend, that's for sure. And I know um, everyone loves having it in New Orleans. I see it on Twitter all the time with writers and Members of the media look forward to having it in New Orleans, and I know they are excited right now that it's coming back to the Big Easy. We will talk about All-Star coming to New Orleans on today's show with Jim Eichenhofer, writer for Pelicans.com. You know, the All-Star game is six months from now. It's not like there's a ton of lead time that's going to go into the planning, but um, there's just a lot of built-in infrastructure here that allows for the city to be able to say, yeah, we can do that, even though it's six or seven months down the road from now. And, of course, we have to talk about Saints and Texans tomorrow. It is preseason, but still a big game for New Orleans as they fell in preseason game number one to the Patriots, looking to bounce back in preseason game number two. Joel Myers is on the call uh, on Fox 8 locally, along with Sean Kelly and John Stinchcombe. Joel will uh, be on the show to preview the game. No more false starts. No more holding penalties. Whether it's the first team, the second team, or the third team, clean things up, especially uh, the second and third teamers. So the Saints didn't look bad last week. The Saints beat themselves more than anything else last week. So that's what they have to do is just clean things up. And it's not about the Texans as much as it is about the Saints. So lots of stuff to look forward to on this Friday heading into the weekend. Of course, some more football. Preseason football happened yesterday. More games tonight and then Saturday as well um, with the Saints and Texans. And then all-star game coming to New Orleans. Um, some nice news here to end the week. All right, let's get started. Enough from me. We'll uh, head into our first break, and then when we come back, Joel Myers previews Saints and Texans. This is the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the show. Saints and Texans tomorrow night, preseason game number two from NRG Stadium in Houston. And joining me now from Houston is Joel Myers, who's calling the game on Fox 8 with Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb. Hello, Joel. Morning, Daniel. How are you doing this afternoon, actually? Now uh, I'm great. How are you, sir? Really good. Really good. good. Looking forward to the game in Houston and uh, the development of the young guys, especially the young guys in the second. No doubt. Um, Joel, let's talk about preseason game number one, which you called um, in Foxborough against the Patriots. Uh, since we haven't really talked to you since then, what were your takeaways from the first preseason game? Well, there were a lot of positives, but the negatives obviously outweighed the positives because you lost the game and you gave up all those points off turnovers. 22 of their 34 points off turnovers, so they've got to clean it up. And, and that's what Sean Payton talked about as soon as the game was over. They had nine official penalties, but there were a number that were declined, so Penalties for turnovers. Game started well. I mean, Drew Brees' only throw was a beauty to Brandon Cooks. Uh, but then, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark Ingram put it on the ground. And then uh, on the first pass uh, for Garrett, it's deflected. And it's off target for Coleman. Jamie Collins goes the distance on a pick six. So clean, clean things up. And it's a different storyline completely for the Saints because there were a number of positives, I- including the defense. Because when you look at it defensively, if you take away the points off turnovers, defense played pretty well. So how much – I know everyone has a stigma, oh, it's preseason, so a lot – I mean, games don't count, obviously. But how much, as a fan trying to watch these games, how much can we take away from these games knowing, okay, well, it's just preseason, or, yeah, this is a real concern because the team struggled in this? How, how can we balance out what we take away from these preseason games? Well, I think you look at individual matchups and you look at individual groupings and, and, and those areas, like the secondary, uh, where young guys are uh, P.J. Williams, whether it's P.J. Williams, the Dixons, Von Bell, maybe Swan, who's been in practice now, um, some of the other guys, Devontae Harris. Look at those guys and, and, and get an idea. because And I thought Larry Holder had a really good column this morning uh, his story in the Times-Picayune regarding, in the past, the Saints, two years ago, Champ Bailey wasn't a factor. Last year, Brandon Browder, the most penalized defensive back in the NFL, they all were the vets. And, and let's face it, the NFL, more than any other sport, is a young man's game, especially when it comes to the skills and the defensive backs. Uh, so your corners better be quick, better have great wheels. And, and they've gone in that direction, which is encouraging, and they've looked good now that it's up against other second- and third-teamers, so we don't know yet about these guys. But for the most part, it's encouraging that they have made that trend in that direction, that they're looking at the younger guys, and so far, so good through camp. 
now when they match up with the first teamers, different story potentially, but I still like where they're headed defensively. So everyone's been talking about how good the defense has played so far through training camp. Um, and for the most part, the first preseason game. Has there been anyone on the defense, a uh, certain player that stuck out to you the most as far as who's kind of shined so far? Well, I just like the way they brought in guys for roles. And I think that let's get away from the secondary. Whereas a Craig Robertson and Nate Stupar, they can help on special teams, a lot of things in the right direction for the Saints in the big picture. Uh, Guachem is a project, but... He could be very good down the road, a guy that just converted. So uh, uh, what they've done and the direction they're headed in, it's all good. They, it all makes a lot of sense. And when you <clears> – excuse me if you can tell I'm dragging a little bit this morning. Um, but uh, – and the cough, the cold, and everything else. Davis Tull, as like P.J. Williams, who, who didn't get on the field, was on injured reserve, the fifth-round pick out of Chattanooga last year. He looks good. He looks quick. Now he's got to learn how to play at this level. Uh, but there's a lot of encouraging signs on the defensive side, and it's got to get better there. You can The Saints showed last year with the second overall best defense, numbers-wise, in the NFL, 25.5 points a game. It makes no difference if you can't stop people. And if you could just go from where the Saints were defensively last year to the middle of a pack, because they were 31st overall, and second with the bottom against the pass and the run last year, if you can get to the middle of the pack defensively, that'll be a major jump. And you give that offense a chance, and that offense is going to succeed most of the time. Speaking of the offense, they'll have the tough task of facing a really good Texans defense. I know it's preseason. Not sure how much the first uh, first team will play tomorrow against the Saints. But, this Joel, this should be a pretty good test for the offense, playing this really good Texans D. Well, it, it should be, and hopefully we see more than one series and one throw out of Drew, although I don't think that's a requirement. Mm -hmm. So more than anything else with the offense, and we know that Zach and, and a couple of the guys, you know, the dehydration and a lack of fluids yesterday, fortunately that's all it was. I found out when I got here to Houston uh, yesterday on Thursday. So that's the plus, that it's not serious. And Bro tweeted out yesterday, everything's good. Just yeah. a lack of fluids. And same for Zach. So, uh, but get in sync. No more false starts. No more holding penalties. Uh, whether it's the first team, the second team, or the third team, clean things up, uh, especially uh, the second and third teamers. So uh, the Saints didn't look bad last week. The Saints beat themselves more than anything else last week. So that's what they have to do is just clean things up. And it's not about the Texans as much as it is about the Saints just doing the little things well. And that'll the coaches see that on film. So they had to be encouraged by some guys. There's no question about that last week. Uh, but the negative was you, you kept hurting yourself with the penalties or putting the ball on the ground and, and the deflection on the pick. So they're not that far away, believe me. And the upgrade in talent, you can already see on the defensive side. Etabali looks great. Ellerby's got to stay on the field. Uh, there's certain things. Davison's had a good camp. Fairley's been a great insurance policy. Now with Rankins going down until at least October. So uh, there's a lot of pluses. Don't get me wrong, despite the loss. And remember, they faced a team that is, well, they've got four Super Bowl titles since 01. Mm -hmm. They've won 13 of the last 16 AFC East titles. That That's good to go up against the very best like they did last week, to know where you're at and know what you have to clean up after facing a really good team 
like New England. Yeah, another tough task tomorrow against the Texans. So you mentioned the little mistakes is what uh, you want to see cleaned up. What else are you looking for in preseason game number two for the Saints? Well, uh, the battle in the backfield after Ingram is off the field. And C.J. Spiller, that's guaranteed money. Beyond those two, who are going to be the four running backs? Well, between Hightower, Cadet, Murphy, and Lasko. Uh, that's a good battle. Because uh, you keep four, so where are the other two going? And, and some of the, the battles at wide receiver as well. And the backup positions, because we know the starters now. There is no question as Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, and Michael Thomas. And I'm not speaking for the coaching staff. That's just me. And, and you see Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is the real deal. That was a great pick, second round. He's just he's got that it factor. He, he makes plays. He when he high points the ball, he times it beautifully. He's six three. He's tough to cover. Uh, anything in this neighborhood is good. So then, who's going to be the backups? And is Tommy Lee Lewis? Where is he going to fit in? Because he's he's dangerous. So is Marcus Murphy a running back and a return guy? Does Marcus Murphy get one of the four running back spots? Tommy Lee is he a guy? Because I don't think you. There's too many people that are on top of Tommy Lee now. I don't know if you can wave him and expect him to go to the practice squad. So those battles are really a lot of fun as well, Daniel. Just the numbers position, the numbers battle, and the same applies in the secondary. So because you brought in some guys in the linebacker spot, as I mentioned, Stupar and Robertson, you know they're going to be there because they're great on special teams as well. So now who are your backups, and how many feedbacks do you keep? Because then it's, it's a crunch time, a bubble game, uh, a numbers game. Yeah, lots to look out for, for sure, on tomorrow night against the Texans. Joel, I want you to put your basketball hat on since you do call games for the Pelicans. And, of course, you have your Sirius XM show. Uh, it was announced earlier today that um, the All-Star game is heading to New Orleans for the third time in nine years. What are your thoughts on the, the All-Star game coming back to the Big Easy? It's like the Super Bowl. It should be a part of a rotation. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl should be in three places. It should be in New Orleans, Miami, or Southern California because it's, it's user-friendly. And, and New Orleans, whether it's for the NFL or for the NBA, the way they can use the convention center for the NBA, the full experience with what they put on, like the NFL experience uh, around the Super Bowl, it's fun for everybody to be able to walk around a city and, and make it easy on everybody. What I'm really happy about the most, A, the Pelicans are headed in the right direction, and, and it's, it's a, a way to spotlight the Pelicans and our city. And also, the encouraging aspect of it all for the local merchants and everybody involved, the All-Star brings a minimum of $100 million to the local economy. That's huge, Daniel. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy for the city overall. It spotlights, it spotlights a great city, the most unique city in America, and I'm ecstatic, to, to be honest with you, to see it back. It's deserving because of the way it was the last couple of times we've had it. Put on great shows. Uh, New Orleans is the best host city in America, and everybody knows that. Yeah, and it's going to be during the first week in the Mardi Gras, so it's going to be a pretty crazy time down here. Are you it's ready great. for that? It's fun to walk around the city when there's an event like the Super Bowl or the All-Star Game. Yeah, no doubt about that. Looking forward to it as well. That's Joel Myers. Uh, television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, also calling preseason action for the Saints. You can watch him tomorrow night. Saints and Texans locally on Fox 8. He is on the call with Sean Kelly and John Sinchcomb. Joel, have a great call, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you, Daniel, for having me as usual. No problem. All right, we'll talk more All-Star next with Jim Eikenhofer. Stay with us. This is the Black and Blue Report.
Akshner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Auctioner or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525 Hoop and score your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, the big news around town today is All-Star is coming back to the Big Easy. NBA All-Star, that is. And joining me now to uh, talk about it is Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. And Jim, you know, we've heard the rumblings throughout the last month or so that it was coming uh, to the Big Easy after it was being removed from Charlotte. But it is officially here Three times in nine years, not too shabby here for New Orleans. Yeah, I mean that's that's really good news. It's I know um, we looked up kind of some of the hosts in the past, and it's kind of unprecedented for the for the kind of the modern recent era of the NBA that you would have it three times in a span of nine years. There are a few cities that had a had a slew of hosting opportunities in the very early stages of the NBA, like back going back to the 1950s and 60s, where the league was completely unrecognizable to what it is now but um but yeah it's it's pretty neat to be able to host the game um this this many times in the, in the span of really less than a decade so what does it say about the city knowing that the nba when they're in a rut you know removing the game from charlotte what does it say about the city that they even though it's been here twice in the last you know nine years before um this year so what does it say about the city knowing that they're going to come back here for another one i think it says a lot of things, and among them is just the unique ability that the city of New Orleans has to host huge events, huge sporting events, and, I mean, other stuff that, that happens here every year, like Mardi Gras, obviously, and Jazz Fest. Um, so, and also, just on short notice, to be able to, you know, the All-Star Game is six months from now. It's not like there's a ton of lead time that's going to go into the planning, but um, there's just a lot of built-in infrastructure here 
that allows for the city to be able to say, yeah, we can do that, even though it's six or seven months down the road from now. And we kind of let's look at it from the Pelican schedule standpoint, because now with the New Orleans hosting, um, you can tell February will be a little thin as far as home games. There will be a span of February 8th will be the last home game before All-Star break, and then they won't come back to the Smoothie King Center for a game until the 23rd. So in the Pelicans' scheme of things, how does this affect them as far as their schedule? Yeah, it, it definitely shuffles things around a little bit. I I had heard that in the initial um, kind of outline of the schedule, something that I never really actually saw, but something that I heard from someone else that the Pelicans were going to be home the last couple games, I think, before the All-Star break. And then obviously that got shuffled around to where – like you said, that they're going to be on the road. Um, I mean, that's that's really basically the the impact that it has. Is it just means that you have a little bit longer road trip going into the All Star break, and but then you also get you know three maybe two three more home games in a different part of the schedule. So I don't think it has a huge. Um, it really makes a huge difference. But um, specifically to February, it it did mean that they're. Um, I think they only have three home games in February and something like eight eight or nine road games. Um, but like I said, it, it kind of spreads out the home games to other months a little bit more. Do you think how much does, do you think that affects them as far as their mentality? I know a lot of teams have long road trips. Spurs have the rodeo road trip. The Clippers and the Lakers have the Grammy road trips and all that. Knowing that between All Star and Mardi Gras, you're going to be on the road most of February. Do they look at that stuff as far as okay, we have all these home games up until January? Now we're going to be on the road for a lot of February, so it's important to get off to a good start at home and things like that. Do you think they look at that stuff, or is that something that maybe they don't look at as much, knowing that they just got to take it one game at a time? I'm not sure that that the the part about how they're going to be on the road for a multi-game trip going into the All-Star break really factors that much into the to the thought process of how the season goes. Um, but I do know that um, – they went 21 and 20, I believe, at home last year, and that's something that they need to improve upon a ton. Um, so you do need to get off to a better start overall, but I think you need to be more dominant, way more dominant at home this year than last season. And also, they won nine games on the road last year, which was the second least that they've won since the team began as a franchise in 2002 here. So, I mean, that's another area where they need to do a lot better but the one thing in in terms of the schedule here the one thing that I think stands out a little bit um, specific to here is being in the middle of the country like we are um, you don't have as many say six or seven game road trips the way that Los Angeles does the Mm -hmm. two teams there or you know on the east coast same thing the Knicks might have like a longer six or seven game road trip here there so um, it's kind of smaller chunks of you know you have like four a lot more three and four game road trips so you don't it's kind of parceled up a lot more and you don't have you don't really deal with a lot of those like oh we're going to be gone for two and a half weeks and the thing about february too the, the one coming up this season is even though they're on the road a lot there's there's also um the all-star break obviously in the middle of that so you at least you know with whoever participates in the all-star game you won't be doing a lot of traveling because it's here that's one that's one tangible advantage of being able to host the game is you don't have to fly to Los Angeles if you're Anthony Davis or, or whoever else. You can just stay here and be here for a solid, you know, nine, ten days or whatever it is after you factor in the whole All-Star break, and then they start at home. The first game after the All-Star break is here as well. You made a good point about uh, our players not having to travel during that because Anthony Davis is 
Anthony Davis has been to a lot of all-star games since he's mm-hmm. been in the league. Or not a lot, but he's three been in a the three in a row. Yeah. Um, so that would help if he's able to play again. How cool would that be playing in front of the hometown for two out of your four all-stars? Yeah. And also you think about the rising stars, you might have a chance to see Buddy Heald in that. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure, obviously, about the Saturday night, the all-star Saturday night. But it also is a good chance to showcase some of our players that might get the chance to participate in some of these events because we are the host city. Definitely. And and AD's first all-star appearance, coincidentally, was here. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool in his second NBA season to be able to say, hey, I made the all-star game and I'm getting to play in front of my own fans, which you know a lot of people here really appreciated and thought was a cool moment. And I think he played pretty well yeah. in that first um, all-star game as well as um, the last time he played in the all-star game. So, um, so yeah, it was, it, it, it was cool and – it's always good to have as many representatives as, as you possibly can when you host it. And I think it is I, – I don't think I'm saying anything that's that's um, a big secret, but I do think that if all things are equal, when the league or whoever decides on participants of the rookie game or different stuff, if all things are equal, they're going to try to get the, a guy from the, the home team in there. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see a few um, – a guy, a few guys represent the team in February here when the All Star Game comes. Maybe Drew Holiday in that skills competition, you know, there something you like go. that. Maybe one go. of them in the dunk contest. I don't know. Right, right. We'll see how it goes. What is your favorite part of All Star Week? And not just you know, as far as it being here anywhere. Um, you've been to a couple All Star games. What mm-hmm. is what's your favorite part of All Star Weekend? I think the it, it's hard to say specifically. Like I like the dunk contest more. I like mm-hmm. the three point contest right. more because. It depends on the year. I think we've seen some dunk contests that have been extremely entertaining. Yes. And we've seen some ones that have been kind of disappointing and kind of a, a flop. Like one might, one here. Right. Maybe. The <laughs> most recent one here. And actually, that's a perfect comparison because the most recent one here was the year that they decided that they were going to have kind of a team format. And it was very anticlimactic. And a lot of people were disappointed with that. And it just seemed like a bad idea in the in the final analysis and probably something we'll never see again because it, it wasn't successful. But in 08, when the All-Star Game was here, the dunk contest was one of the best ones, I think, in, in league history, where you had Dwight Howard and his Superman cape. You had mm-hmm. Nate Robinson giving him a run for the the uh, dunk championship. You had Gerald Green. One thing that I was just laughing when it happened because it was so funny and so, so creative that he put a, a birthday candle or a birthday cupcake on top of the rim and blew out the candle yeah. as he dunked it. So, um so yeah, that's a perfect example. 08 was amazing, very very memorable. 2014 was not great, although I did love the John Wall dunk where he jumped jumped over the Wizards mascot. Mm-hmm. It was something that I don't think a lot of people had seen before, which is what you always I always look for in a dunk contest is I want to see something that I've never seen. Some some if right. if when people come up with something creative, it's really neat because you feel like you've seen every possible dunk already. So so yeah, that's. But yeah, I would say either the probably either the three point contest or the or the dunk contest are my favorite. Um, the game itself, I I don't I don't love. I gotta I gotta admit, just because it, it feels like it's less competitive every not every year, but it, it gets it's gotten to the point where there's like defense is very frowned upon, and it's just yeah. not a competitive g- no. game where people are out there to to you know take no prisoners kind of thing. It's an alley oop contest or a three point contest right. combined into one. So right. I get that. Yeah. I think the Saturday night. Is the best part we we saw as far as the mascots you mentioned, Aaron Gordon doing the same thing with Stuff the mascot last year, and between him and Carl uh, oh. Anthony Towns last year mm. in the dunk contest, if we can get another dunk contest like that, or not Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine. So if you can get another yeah. contest with those two mm. again this year, 
I mean, we we'll, we might be in a in for a good treat. That's true. I I actually I, I had kind of I don't want to say forgotten about that, but you, you bringing that up reminded me of how amazing last year's dunk contest was. That it seemed like it was so good that people couldn't even determine a winner. Like people were were like, let these guys dunk five more times yeah. a piece, and we'll just sit here and watch it. It was great. Last year's All Star Weekend was amazing. I wasn't there, but I watched it on TV, yep. and it was. I was glad I did because it was really entertaining and pretty riveting. Usually, after a couple dunks, they start to get repetitive, or they really can't think of anything. But they kept going and going mm-hmm. and had creative things um, throughout the whole contest, and I think that made for a great contest. If we can see that again this year, maybe with a local. Favorite, maybe AD, maybe someone else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be really cool to see. Sure. But nonetheless, All-Star Game is coming to New Orleans. And, Jim, you're going to have um, an article about it posted on Pelicans.com, correct? Yes. I talked to Michael Hecht. He's from the Greater New Orleans Incorporated organization. Um, basically, they do a lot of stuff to bring business to New Orleans and, and just kind of promote the city. And so he knows a lot about the ins and outs of – you know, why New Orleans is a great city to host the game, why they were so easily able to, you know, accept the the offer of hosting it on short notice. So, yeah, that's that 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 article's on pelicans.com, and it's, you know, basically him talking about kind of giving, like, the expert's opinion. There's certain things that I know from being here and things I've seen, but it was good to talk to somebody that really knows a lot of the details and a lot has a lot of good insights on, on what impact it having the all-star game will have on the city of new orleans yeah the economic impact will be huge as it has been the last times it's been here so we're very excited to have the all-star game back here in the big easy so lots of positive stuff to talk about on this friday jim i appreciate the time and i look forward to reading your article later thanks a lot always good to be here all right when we come back i'll wrap things up from studio b get you set for the weekend in saints and texans stay with us Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, time to get out of here. Time to wrap things up from Studio B. Big thanks to Joel Myers and Jim Eichenhofer for coming on today's show um as we mentioned in our last segment you can read jim art jim eichenhofer's article on the all-star game heading to the big easy on pelicans.com and the pelicans mobile app and you'll be able to watch joel myers on the call tomorrow for saints and texans along with sean kelly and john stinchcomb that will be on locally here on fox 8 7 o'clock is kickoff 
and uh, you can catch all the action as well. All the recaps, all the player interviews, coaches interview on NewOrleansSaints.com. Then we'll recap the game on Monday with Sean and John Stinchcomb, plus plenty more reaction um, about All-Star is heading your way on next week's shows. So we'll have some more good shows for you next week, and we hope you join us on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. So until Monday, thank you very much for listening. I'm Daniel Salerson, and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at Moon Central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.